0: Calling all campers, Leslie Samuel here, your camp director, back again to get you pumped up for something awesome. It's that time again, it's time for Creator Camp 2024. We took everything you love from last year and stepped it up a notch. yet yeah, we're back and better, and man oh man, we're excited to have you join us. Now you may be asking, what's in store for this year's Creator Camp? Well, let me paint a picture for you. Imagine an epic kickoff party where new friendships spark and old ones rekindle. Imagine rubbing shoulders with not just the awesome workshop leaders, but also the amazing Ecamm team. Imagine having interactive, hands-on sessions where industry leaders share insights in fields that you're passionate about. Well, you just imagine Creator Camp 2024. Reconnect with the Ecamm fam, and of course, meals and beverages are all a part of your journey with us. Expect exciting activities and local excursions. What is it gonna be this time? Wine tasting, scavenger hunt, and the evening of stargazing? (laughs) I'm not telling, at least not yet. This year's Creator Camp isn't just an event, it's an adventure. The Ecamm fam is taking over Amesbury, Massachusetts again, and trust me, you wanna be right there in the middle of the magic. So pack up your essentials, your laptop, your camera, and of course, your energy, and gear up for an unforgettable escapade At Creator Camp 2024. We can't wait to see all your smiling faces back together again. We'll see you at Creator Camp. Let's do this!
1: Hello, Flow Riders, and welcome to another edition of The Flow. I am your host, Doc Rock, along with my awesome co-host. Hey, everyone, it's Katie. <laughs> I love that so much better than the old school.
2: It's Katie Fox. <laughs> it's Katie.
1: It's Katie Fox. It's it depends on the day. depends Man, on the listen. day. Today, I'm just Katie. <laughs> we We are back from our... Awesome show our remote show in the middle of the uh, in the middle of the pool deck. And now we mm-hmm. get to have some fun. So I'm super excited about today. Uh, we brought along one of my favorite peoples in the world. And I really wish that you guys get to be at one of the podcasting conferences someday and meet our guests. She's absolute riot. She's the absolute best. And yeah, we just we just love her. So we're gonna get and go straight to it. We have really, really awesome stuff for you today. Don't forget if you haven't done so already, make sure you're following the show. And we have our show on paste Thanks to Katie. Katie built it all by her, her hands himself. And I did. It is flow.ecam.com. And you got to go check out our site. I really love their site. And I love the fact that we got more people sending us things on the your feedback action, which is so cool. And if you want to know more about paste check out last week's show. There you go. I think yep. I said I said all the cool stuff.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Without further ado, Without let's further welcome, ado, Lisa. Ladies and gentlemen,
3: Lisa Laporte. <laughs> thank you you know doc i don't think i've ever been called spicy before but i really love that intro so it's great to be here
1: i don't believe you i don't believe you i don't believe you
3: (laughs) well at least on a show i've never been called spicy So kind of a fun introduction so i appreciate that it's great to be here
1: ladies and gentlemen lisa is the ceo at twit and she runs things she keeps my friend leo in in check which to me is just makes her a superhero cuz he's out there that's my homie <laughs> so
2: <laughs> creative people are hard to wrangle so the fact that you're hey, wrangling creative wh- what people
1: what are you saying, Kate?
3: <laughs> you know, I don't really wrangle honesty, him. What I do honesty. is enhance him. You know, it's uh, not really no. a wrangling for me because I'm creative in my own right and I've been running businesses my entire career. So I let him be talent and him, he's the king of content and I'm the queen of running the business. So it it, it balances Perfect. out. So wrangling him is almost impossible. <laughs>
2: yeah, I think I agree with well,
3: you. Well,
2: I, I for one am thrilled that you're here because I feel like the... Questions around money are a huge deal for podcasters. So it's like, how do I advertise? Where do I advertise? Should I allow ads on my podcast? What's a podcast network? All of these these different questions are, are constant and probably will continue to be constant as people are getting into podcasting or trying to take it up a level. So Lisa has like... The most experience I have ever seen. <laughs> she, we were joking before. Well, the show I've been around started. the block like, for
3: a little bit.
2: Yeah, you used yeah. to describe like what a podcast was. So you're you're back in the you started back in the day where it was an explanation before <laughs> before anything else. A-
3: absolutely, I started with Twit 15 years ago, over 15 years ago, and I've been wow. overseeing the sales process now for a decade. And the only reason I stepped into the sales process at our company is I didn't like how it was being handled. I mean, I've come from a background of growing companies, startups. You know, I'm really formerly a corporate controller, or CFO, so I came from a financial side of things. But then I became a COO and started running actual businesses. And so when I stumbled into Twit, my first media company, I just found it to be interesting and started taking over the business. And then once I started to see they were ad supported, I'm, I didn't like the sales process to me. It was too salesy. Nobody was paying attention to our audience. I think 50% of our Our audience made a purchase based on an ad they heard on our network. And I just said, this is not the process we need to have. So I took it over, made a lot of mistakes over the first couple of years. I'm not going (laughs) to say I was perfect at figuring this out. I mean, I I took all the tools I could learn from all the agencies we worked with. And then I pretty much started to fine tune our process that we have now. And honestly, it has evolved over this decade because, as you know, the landscape has changed dramatically. And so has podcast sales. It's not exactly in the direction I would love to have seen it go. Um, So we try to do our best to stay on to the host red track because nowadays there's dynamic ad insertion. People are looking at podcasting uh, and wanting to get radio CPMs, which is a little sad. Um, And honestly, for the last three or four years, agencies were all touting how producer red ads worked as well as host red ads. And they're now coming out with the, the data saying that they don't, they actually just joking
2: are (laughs) sure. So,
3: so yeah, I've been around, I've seen everything. It's still changing. I feel like the landscape is changing faster. So, um, we're doing our best to keep up and making some modifications on our end, but I'm, I'm here to hopefully help other people if they're interested in the space, uh, and they have a podcast network or a podcast just show themselves, then I'm more than happy to give you as much information as I can. Um, I'd be curious as to know what you guys want to know about it. Yeah.
1: I, I have one just, just um, I want to make, we have some some people on the show who are absolute muggles like Andy. I'm joking, Andy. <laughs> hey now. <laughs> I'm, I'm teasing Andy. <laughs> um, so could you explain to folks what a CPM is just so they don't get lost? I put cost per milli in the chat, but I just want to make sure that they have a full understanding of what that means.
3: Oh, sure. So most podcasts are, the advertising is billed based on how many downloads occur and how many impressions you're delivering on the ad reads. So typically they're sold on a CPM basis, meaning $25 for every thousand listeners that heard the ad. So some people have come to me and they're like, Hey, I have 800 listeners. What should I charge for my podcast ads? And I'm like, yeah. um, you need to grow your listenership first because that doesn't even equate to $20 an ad you're dropping. And then you have to pay agency fees and whatever it takes to come in. So that means you're going to charge $25 per thousand deliverables on the ad impression that you have. So, you know, if your show has 50,000 downloads, Per episode That's a pretty substantial Amount And you should be able To do well It just also depends If you have advertisers That are interested In your content So it, it comes down To a lot of things To get to attract advertisers But that's what that means uh, Most people want To do it on a CPM basis Some people try to do A flat rate Like they don't want To deal with that But typically um, You know CPMs are how podcasting's done
1: Yeah it's a, I say with emails and that's how you get paid on YouTube too. Most people just don't realize it because they just look at the bottom line figure, but it is sort of based on cost per mille. And you are looking for things that have good CPMs. So it's funny because someone who's talking about, say, real estate or finance or something that has high ad dollars they will make more on YouTube with less subscribers than someone who's playing video games because no one's buying ads against what well, they are buying ads against video gamers, but they're not expensive ads. They're cheap ads. The cost per click, user acquisition cost is normally cheaper. So oftentimes what you're talking about will control your CPM as well. If you happen to be in a high dollar field, um, travel, uh, you know, tickets to Hawaii at Disney. All the Disney people do good because Disney ads are expensive. Because <laughs> you know yeah. you are going to. What's that yellow suitcase thing? Um, I, I don't use it anymore.
2: Yellow
1: suitcase thing. Um,
3: yep. Hold on, it's coming. It's like coming. away, no way the- no, <laughs> no, no, no.
1: Uh, hold on. Yeah, that's
3: the first thing I thought of. Oh
1: my god, when you travel, you used to buy tickets there. Expedia. There you go. Um, Expedia ads oh, wow. show up on okay, all yeah. the tra- travel people. I don't use it. I just yep. book direct because it's you know Hawaiian miles. Anyway, never mind. <laughs> so, <laughs> so when I guess. One of the questions that people often you know, ponder is, for instance, a lot of hosts have built-in ad plays, right? Do you suggest Correct. people use the built-in ad plays on their hosting platforms?
3: You know, th- that's a great, qu- it's an excellent question. If you're, it, it depends on what you want to do. What we do at Twit is we um, do our ad reads live when we're creating the show. We Mm -hmm. find that, first of all, there's a parasocial relationship between the host and the audience. So having a host read the ad read is going to extend that trust to the brand immediately, Uh, especially in our case, because we're extremely picky about who we partner with. If they don't have products or services that do not benefit our audience, we won't even look at them. And then they have to pass the test of if they have a high integrity service and products are they the best out there so then we'll we'll actually do that so we like to do them live in our shows because then you have the hosts are able to comment. Sometimes hosts use something that we're talking about. And that ends up being a stronger ad read. So we prefer it that way, but we understand with workflow, not everybody has a full t- studio with a you know technical director, et cetera. So dynamic ad insertion is one way to go. And that's where you can actually insert the ad reads directly into your content. If you're still reading the ads, they will be high they'll be more effective than mm-hmm. if you have a producer reading the ads because think about it. If they're listening to you, Doc, they're going to want to hear you deliver the ad read because they're already trusting you in the content they're listening to. Now, if you do a dynamic ad insertion from a producer read ad, they just don't know who that person is. So maybe it's a brand you trust and would recommend, but not hearing it from you. I'm not saying it won't be effective. It's just not as effective as if it's hearing from you. So, um, what dynamic ad insertion will allow you to do is it allows you to hit your deliverables and then remove the ad, and then you can maybe sell that somewhere else. So that is one thing that people will do with dynamic ad insertion that makes it a little bit more profitable for them. I would still recommend you do the ad reads if you can. Um, when you embed them like we do, if we have an episode that takes off, then that brand just got you know three times more ad impressions than they paid for. So that's the danger of doing it the way we do it, but we just... <laughs> Yeah. It works better for our network. So that's the difference between the two. I think they're both highly effective. The only thing you're losing with inserting the ad read is potentially that organic conversation with the other hosts on the network who might have something to say about the brand that yes. was, you know, being advertised in the show.
1: And, you know, what's funny is, is not that you mentioned it because of I use an app called Snipped with my favorite podcast um app right now because it's uh <laughs> oh, nice. it's an AI podcast app and what it does is it basically translates the sections and gives you a summary. So, you know, sometimes they'll bring on a founder or a CEO, sorry, not picking on you, and the person will just start waxing <laughs> rhapsodically about something that has nothing to do with the, the point of the conversation, right? Uh especially tech CEOs, they will disappear quickly. So what you want to do is skip the part where he's talking about boating and just get to the parts where he's talking about the business <laughs> side is what you're coming <laughs> yeah. for. And so uh snip lets you see what's in a section and you can easily jump through it. What it also does naturally is it knows all the ads because it's the same freaking uh, green soup ad on every podcast. So it knows the yeah. words and you just, it just, it tells you to skip it. Like it knows to jump over that. And so Andy just mentioned in the chat yeah. that, um, you know, when you hear your podcaster reading the line, you're less likely to automatically think commercial and skip. So you'll probably listen straight through. And that even works yeah, for right. these AI podcast listeners like air and snipped and, you know, other things out there too. So we got to say, I love the reads coming from Leo. Like they're just, well, I guess cause he's my friend is one thing, but they're just so genuine and it just has a different vibe. And I think that's why people trust him is because he's been you know, talking about things for a long time. And then when a, a service changes or somebody buys a company out, if he doesn't like the new company, hey, he ain't reading <laughs> it. Just So you know that his heart is in the right spot.
3: And another thing I want to, to add on to that that I hope will help other podcasters out there that are considering this is number one is when you do the ad reads live, Leo doesn't read... Off of the script. We're very clear with our partners that we sign on our network. We say, listen, you're going to send over talking points. That's all we want from you. And the call to action will be read verbatim. Otherwise, what we want to do is let Leo go off the reservation, bring in his own personal expertise. If he can't bring in a personal expertise, we ask for case studies so Leo can be like, oh my gosh, I love this company. This is how they use their product. So there's that implied endorsement that goes with our ad reads but the best thing we ever did was just tell people give us talking points he goes off the reservation all the time you want him to this is the magic of what he can bring and he's been covering tech for 40 years so he's always going to pull in from some other example to yeah. bring it that's another reason we don't do the dynamic ad insertion every ad read is fresh with every show we do we don't just record something and, and, and run it through we even have sponsors that come to me and they're like we don't we're not going to probably update the ad copy every week is that going to be a problem? No, because Leo's not going to do the same ad read every week. He's going to pull from different elements yeah. of what's there. I mean, Micah does this as well. Pretty much all the hosts on our network do this. And, and that's something you just can't fake. And if you dynamically insert something, then you're missing, oh, maybe they were talking about something that was relevant to this sponsor and you're missing that. So we believe in what we do, but I have to be perfectly honest with you. Dynamic ad insertion is where podcasting's going. So Frankly, that's where everyone's going because A, it's easier for them. B, a lot of people are outsourcing their selling now. So, um, you know, it might be something that if someone's new to podcasting, they don't want to focus on that. They're not big enough to focus on it. So they may just want to partner with somebody like we have advertised cast for our residual audio inventory. So we do let them, you know, put in dynamic ad insertion into, you know, our audio feeds when we have unsold stuff. So it's helpful for people to do that. So it's it's kind it's a balance. My thing is you can charge more if you do a deal with somebody and you have the ability to do that. But if you don't, I'll be honest with you, dynamic ad insertion is a great way to go if you don't have the energy to do both things because it does take time to secure partnerships with brands and to really, you know, do it right and to bring in who you want to bring. So it can go both ways, you know, it just depends on how that. much time you have how- for that. How hard
2: is it to make uh, a switch if you decide to do something like that? So we're similar to you, for example, with this show, you know, we, we do our ad reads typically at the end of the episode and say, for whatever reason, I don't, I don't think we have plans to do this, but for whatever reason, we're like, okay, you know, now we're, now we're going to do dynamic ads. Um, like how do you, I guess, how do you incorporate that without, um, Making it feel like there's like too many ads in the show because you already have the ones that are just being naturally read as you're, you know, as you're talking and, and working through the show itself.
3: I would be very selective on how many ads you put in. I think mm. some of the mistakes people are making is it's starting to turn out to be like radio, where you yeah. have 52 minutes of radio and 18 of them are commercials. Mm-hmm. Um sadly, podcasting's going down that same track. Mm. I have that's been doing bad. my best to fight it, but that's where it's going. We honestly we have like on our biggest show Uh, This Week in Tech, which is almost two and a half hours long on an episode. There's five advertising positions we allow on that show each like a minute to two minutes long. So the number of ads in our shows is is beyond low. So if you're going to do this and you're going to add dynamic ad insertion, just be aware of how many ads you're putting into the content of your show. If you have an hour of content, I would recommend, I mean, if you're doing 30s, maybe have like eight 30s, no more than 12. That's not too bad. I mean, that's only a few minutes of ads inside the content of your shows. But I do listen to some podcast networks that are putting in like 30 ads in an hour now because honestly that's what they have to do to make it and and what doc said is then they become very skippable then you're just skipping 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 so they're they're also less effective so it's really finding and striking that balance we had to do it so we're host red and then at the end of last year we're like we have some unsold inventory so we decided we're going to start running our audio feeds through advertise cast. And that took a couple months to set up then it takes them about a month to get going. So if you decide you want to do something like that, just be really careful, make sure it's a really good balance and then add it. Um, I'm actually looking to do more with them. We have some club only shows that are only for our clubbers and we have mm-hmm. fans that are like, I can't afford your club. So I thought, you know, maybe I should take out the audio of our club shows and put that out to the public. And the only way I can do that is to run it through dynamic ad insertion to make it ad supported because you can come to our club and get it ad free and you pay a price. But then this allows me to put it out to everyone else to hear it that maybe can't afford to be in the club. I mean, I really Kinda didn't wanna have to do a club, but we also had to find a balance to keep our content going between advertisers and being fan supported. So that's a shift we had to make this year. And something I would recommend to other people, try to be fan supported as long as you can. And Mm. then if you wanna do a balance, maybe add advertisers. But it really is going to come down to how much time you have to spend on it. So, if you can outsource it, I'd almost recommend it. And, and a lot of these places will allow you to record ads that they can insert for you. So, at least your voice can be on it. So, there's a way to do it. And it, it takes generally a couple of months to set it up. You have to point your feeds to it, and then they have to get in their system and start, of course, pitching you out to their clients. To get the ads going So it can take a couple of months To get set up
1: And Club Twitter Is only $7 a month And you should absolutely join Because there's lots of cool stuff That happens behind the paywall So I'm just saying That is an ad read from Doc um, I, I wanted, Thank you
3: Doc and, and you're not wrong I mean we have 13 shows For $7 mm. a month Discord yeah. Extra stuff I mean It's really It's good. great But also at the same time I get it You know I I, I, I was a single mom once So I don't want to pretend Like $7 isn't a lot If you can't afford it So yeah, You know That's why we want to do this balance If you can hear us you know you can listen to the ad supported side so I don't know I just try to find I I want to have something for everyone if I can
1: that, that's, yeah. uh, that's no, about um, 15 minutes worth of work as a mechanical Turk just go do it anyway um, <laughs> Rich has a question Rich said I tried from the advertiser yeah. side of things to place ad of our legal software to uh, podcast related to law but Spotify doesn't get that granular how do you get granular and before you answer that question, I'm gonna say, hey, Rich. You know, um, Spotify is not the biggest in the game. Everybody thinks they are, but Apple smokes yeah. them. They're still the best in the game. So, uh, by a long shot, not even by a little bit, by over sixty some odd percent. So don't don't let Spotify fake you into believing they're the hugest, you know, dog in the block. Anyway, go ahead, Lisa.
3: Yeah, it's a good question. Well, though. yeah. It's a great question. Number one is I would look for legal podcasts and then reach out to the ones you like that are highly rated and say, hey, we want to get your software on those platforms. Another thing, because we don't get that granular either. And that I think is one of the biggest mistakes advertisers are making is that they're really focused on, oh, I only want to be on security now and place my security software on security now because that's the only show that can work for me. And that's untrue. You know, this Mm. week in space, will work well for security professionals. 90% are ITDMs on that show. So sometimes it's not always the exact content being covered where you want to be. Sometimes it's where are people listening to that show and where they want to be. Mm. So the biggest mistakes I feel that um, advertisers are doing is they're looking at one thing, the content of the show, instead of who's listening to the content of the show. Uh, and and another thing advertisers are making a huge mistake on is they're only tracking one piece of data point. On ah, yeah. like with our network, you know, our mm-hmm. audience is not going to go to a landing page. Who cares about a landing page? They're going to Google it and go straight to the show. Am I wrong, doc? No, doc, you should be nodding and At least um, agreeing with 100%. me on this. So, so the reality is, yeah. So people are like, Oh, I didn't get anyone t- that went to a landing page. It's like, well, of course not going to go to the landing page. Why are they going to uh, type an extension twit when they could just in their phone say, Hey, Google, you know, go to, go to legal zoom or whatever the particular brand is. So, That's a big mistake that advertisers are doing is that they're only trying to find what they think the show is that they should be on when in fact they should be looking, if you have a legal software, you should be looking at business podcasts, maybe even like political podcasts, even tech podcasts like ours. We reach, you know, quite a few people in the legal space, but that is how I would start on that. And frankly, um, that's one of our problems is we're really tired of these people trying to invade our, you know, our audience's privacy at such a level that's just beyond invasive. It's like pretty soon they're going to they're going to know your blood type. You know, they can already find everything about you anyways. I mean, we all carry cell phones. So, um, so that's that would be my advice on the, you know, the legal stuff is just look at the hottest legal podcast and reach out and try to do a direct deal.
1: Yeah, I I like that idea better too because you can sort of build a relationship um, with the folks and you know you, you, you layered something that was so poignant and I don't want people to miss this but the people that come to camp or that have watched enough you know Q&A streams with Kenny Glenn will know those guys are hardcore space nuts right? So you would miss them if you're trying to get to a founder, a CEO, or developer podcast in order to get them to buy something. Yeah, ours
2: ours wouldn't be... Our our particular developers would not be listening to any of that. They're totally watching live streams of space shuttles going
1: off. (laughs) Caleb, Katie, Glenn, and and I have stopped dinner to watch a launch. Uh, In the middle of dinner, we're waiting for our steak, and we're watching a launch take off, because those two are hardcore space camp nuts. So... I love that. That was very brilliant, well, that, Lisa. Absolutely. That
2: goes back, though, to like, it's really important. We've talked a lot on show over the show over the last year and a half about just really like the starting point for all of this, and it sounds like including advertising, is really, really understanding the audience that you want to reach and the audience that you have. So whether you're, yes. you know, whatever side of the coin you're on, that really is the most important part. The rest of it is probably, for the most part, Learnable, negotiable, <laughs> and in all of those able that's sides right. of it. But, um,
3: but yeah, that, yeah the I feel first like that's been a learning I do, thing for me. Honestly, 65% of our business is direct. I prefer direct business. Um, We don't want clients, we want partners. And the reason why we have so much direct business is like we take the time to understand a potential partner's growth goals. What are you trying to achieve? Who do you want to reach? What's going on? We don't even like, I don't even send out metrics or show numbers or anything. To me, it's a guide. We want to have a conversation. If they don't have the products and services that will benefit my audience, it's a full pass for us. So, one thing we've always done is no one wins and and here's the beauty i mean we just we we do a survey every january that's how we get our audience metrics cuz like i said we don't invade our audience's privacy we get close to 10,000 responses we just closed it we're parsing it now and in the decade that i've been here 50% of our audience used to make a purchase based on an ad they heard on our network today it was 85 last year today it's not 88% wow. it's not 88% because we don't know what we're doing it's 88% because we don't just put anybody on our network at all. And honestly, it keeps going up with direct business because, no offense, agencies. Um, Love you, agencies. I work with a lot of you, but you don't (laughs) understand our network and you'll end up going, oh, we only want to do three drops on this show. And I'm just like, nope, that's the wrong show. You should be here or you should do more. And the reality is they're all about volume and they don't really know anything about what they're buying on. Mm -hmm. I hate to say it. They look at metrics and that's it. Yeah. And that's great for them. To me, I actually want to hear the story from a potential partner. And yeah. what are you trying to achieve? What are your growth goals? What are your dreams? And only then will we consider maybe partnering with them if we feel we can do something for them. If they're the exact same as another sponsor in our network and they have nothing else to offer, I'll I'll turn them down. I'll be like, you know what? We already got a sponsor in this space. You don't have it. You're, you're not better, faster, or anything. Maybe you're a little different. But we we do a really good job on that. So that would be my best advice is make sure when you reach out to someone that they're just not going, how much money do you have? When do you want to start? And we'll place you on the shows that we recommend. You want a, someone that's going to be like, what are you up to? What are you trying to accomplish? What have you done in the past? Where are you going? I mean, yeah. to me, it's it's that's the process. It's about being a guide to help brands get their name out there. And it's our job to provide this amazing introduction to a brand. That's what I look at when I I go out there. So I would highly recommend, honestly, doing the vetting yourself. It's better than talking to a Spotify or an iHeart who, by the way, we've used them. I had my own agency for seven years. They don't know their networks, like networks know their networks. So I always recommend going direct anytime you can.
1: Yeah, I think it's, it's really good. That's a really good point for sure. I, I think it's, it's funny because, um, you know, primary example. This, what you just said is so meaningful, and I just want to make sure people don't miss this. This is how you end up with like penne and vodka sauce or Caesar salad at an Italian <laughs> restaurant. Okay, yes. first of all, those things do not exist. That is an American generation, but... <laughs> because your advertisement is trying to reach everyone, you end up with people coming in your restaurant and after enough people Ask for it or ask for Italian dressing on her salad. There's no such freaking thing. Um, <laughs> then you have to capitulate to what the masses is asking for. But if you told your advertiser, I want people looking for a real deal Italian meal. I want people that understand they will hear fighting from the kitchen. The family <laughs> will curse each other out in the middle of the dance floor but the food will be amazing. The place we went to in Denver, that was legit. They had the mafia movies on. They had, you know, Boditelli playing in the back. Like when you walk into one of those spots, it's legit. If they if they have a uh, straw on the wine bottles, real deal, right? If they have yep. Caesar <laughs> salad, walk the F out. It is not a true Italian restaurant. And so this is why you have to be careful. Everybody wants a million listeners. No, you want 150,000 true blue listeners. It is a much better play for longevity and living how you live. Right. And I think that's what you guys exactly. have done so good. The Twit family is real. Like they every those people, many of us have been listening for well over a decade. I've been I've been there 18 years. So uh, trust me, I, I, I know and I hope people do not miss that because you're going to get someone that comes to your show or this is the problem right now with YouTube quitters is they started taking on all these ads from all these people and then they start telling them to make content that they want that they need in order to make this money and not what they want and now they're over it and they all say they want to quit at the end of the video you find out they're really just coming back to just doing what they really wanted to do was create videos for fun and enjoyment and a little profit instead of trying to be billionaires and that's the mistake so be very careful.
3: There you go. Yeah, that's that's where we're at. We're going to be making some more changes this year. Um, some pretty significant changes. I'm working on that right now. And so hopefully by summer, um, you'll be hearing more about it. But that's definitely how we are. We just don't want to throw anybody on our network. We, we really want partners. I have long term relationships with with. Direct clients because we do what we say we're going to do. You know, we we talk with them, we see if we're helping them meet their goals. We're only bringing them on our network because our audience wants to hear about these guys. And if they don't, then we don't want them. So, you know, I honestly, I still say no. You would think in this climate I'd be saying yes to everything, but if I say <laughs> yeah. yes to everything, there goes my audience. So for yeah. us, really, our content is focused on our audience, and we're going to get more back to that. So my tease to everyone that is a Twit fan is there's some real stuff that's going to happen by this summer. And it's all because of our massive focus on we want to do content for our fans. I don't really care about brands and that's why people are quitting YouTube because they they had to pivot to do things for brands. I've had so many brands reach out to me, they want to do sponsored content, this, that, this. And Leo had a hard line on that. He said no. And I'm like, what if it's a different division? He's like, I don't want to, that's not what we want to do. We want to cater to a specific audience. These are the people we want to hang out with you know, on our network and that's where we you know, stay true to what we're doing. But that's why a lot of people are, Leaving the businesses they've been forced to do things that's not why they're there they want to be creatives in what they do right. and they're they turned around and became shills for advertisers and now they're like i mean they might also be burnt out but i really truly believe it's they're not doing what their heart yeah is where their heart is and and that's what happens
1: <laughs> one of your one of your people just showed up hello Twitch <laughs> tech podcast network <laughs> hello, i'm trying to hello. figure out who's hiding behind the badge now uh
3: Oh, I think that would be Ty, our marketing director. So oh, right. I, I saw the Go Lisa Go, so I'm gonna guess Ty. Hi,
1: Ty. <laughs>
3: I sent I him died. this to promote out to our folks, so I don't know. Could it could be a fan too? So listen, uh, here
1: I have one thing that I really want to ask, and I want to make sure that we cover. Sure. And I know this might be difficult for you, but you're Lisa, so I'm gonna just throw it out there. Um,
3: Bring
0: it
1: for you know a lot of the guys that we have are starting and they're relatively small so they yeah. don't, they're not at that level yet but it's the thing that you should study while you don't need to same thing i tell them create when you don't need to create don't wait until you have to and then you got last minute running around so like when is the right time and how does a small person make the switch right yeah when does when to get started with advertising yeah
3: Honestly, I, I, I would just do it now. I mean, if you're streaming on YouTube, turn on the ads on YouTube. I would recommend making them skippable so you don't really annoy your audience to death. But just put them on YouTube. Why not turn on all the ads? Make them skippable. Turn around and, you know, reach out to partners that do dynamic ad insertion, a lot of agencies do it. So you can say, hey, I'm going to send you my audio feeds. They can start putting in ads and you have control over categories. You can say no politics, no religion, no that like, you know, you can make it sure it's around what you would want them to be putting in. And you could start right now doing that. Um, They might have minimums, but at least get your word out there. And frankly, if, you know, let's say, you have a business, maybe hit them up. Hey, why don't you sponsor my first few episodes? I mean, there's other ways to get people to come in. You could even do flat out branding deals. I know that's what we did at twit. When we first started, you know, some guy reached out and they're like, Hey, we want to send you a couple of our products in five grand. Would you do an ad? And we're like, sure. You know, I mean, so honestly play with it. Don't be afraid to try things be careful about overwhelming your audience with too many ads. That's why mm-hmm. I'm saying if you're going to turn on YouTube, make it skippable. If you're going to find someone to do dynamic ad insertion, be respectful of your audience's time, try to pick brands that work. And and if someone reaches out and goes, "Hey, I want to sponsor you," maybe make it a flat rate sponsorship at first. Maybe it's a couple hundred bucks, you know? I mean, anything to help you buy your mics, get your lighting rigs set up because everyone knows they need video now to go with the audio. So those yep. are just some easy ways to do it. And if you think your podcast is decent, Maybe you want to join a network. Reach out. There's a lot of smaller networks that'll take on brands or take on podcasts and say, "Yeah, we'll put you in a workflow. We'll help you with the back end of this." So, to me, my thing is, don't be afraid to try, test. I, I'll be honest with you. I've been running companies my whole career. I leap a lot of the times with two percent of the information (laughs) and figure it out on the way down because you have to. You know, this is how you generate and get new ideas out there. So for. For me, be honest with your audience. Tell them I'm going to test some stuff. I'm going to turn this on. Trust me, if they don't like it, you're going to hear from your fans. So I feel being authentic, honest with your fans. Tell them what you're going to test and try. Try YouTube ads. Try dynamic ad insertion with, you know, platforms that'll do it. Be willing to try and be open and honest with your audience when you do it. That I think is the key. I Keep growing your audience and that. be honest with
1: them. You know, and I, you know, I'm forever telling my guys to just leap and you'll just figure it out. Like, don't be scared. <laughs> Being scared is useless, bro. It really doesn't do anything. I've never seen anybody be successfully scared. Nope. I just do stuff nope. and then figure it out. You know, when I started, um, one of the things I did was I went to my attorney who was asking me about buying Facebook ads and buying Instagram ads, or actually wasn't even Instagram at the time. I think it was Foursquare or something and i was like hey <laughs> i got an idea for you like you're going to spend that money on this we know that all of the local people are listening to my show and a lot of my guys that go to my club listen to my show and he says okay so i was like well i need a new microphone and i want to pay for my podcast hosting so i added it up I was like, it comes out to like 750 will you sponsor the first season he goes how many episodes in the season i'm like i don't know 20 but he's like okay so He basically covered my mic and my hosting costs. I bought it and I did a show for his helping people, you know, um, get out of DUIs. (laughs) because he was the best right. DUI lawyer. Now I didn't get one, but he was also just a regular <laughs> lawyer. Um, but my brother-in-law's a cop. I can't get one. <laughs> anyway, um, yeah. You'd it was,
3: never hear the end of that if you did.
1: Yeah, yeah. 100%. <laughs> oh my God. That's what I always tell when I get pulled over. It's like, have you been drinking? I was like, you high?
3: And we're too old. We're just I'm way like, too old, Doc, to be My brother in
1: is a <laughs> sergeant. He's probably your boss. If I get in trouble, he would murder me. Anyway, but it's just, it's funny that he went for it. He was like, yeah, that's a great idea. And a lot of people would tell him that you know they heard about him on my show and you know when we would do yeah. outside events sometimes I would you know do it live from one of the bars so you guys that are doing sports shows or uh, memorabilia shows or whatever, if there's gonna be, say, a card trading thing happening in your neighborhood, ask them can you do one of the shows live from the, sh- the show floor. And so we would do stuff like that. Yeah. We would do our events. Katie and I did it at the pool deck last week, you know? Yeah. And you'd be surprised, like people are like and dying to be engaged. And so that's a way, even as a small podcaster, you can go out into the community and like you said, talk to a restaurant or a small business cleaning company or something, and you're helping them out it's a couple hundred bucks to them but that covers, you guys are always complaining about I don't want to buy a $400 mic hello that's a $400 for podcast ad is nothing they're going to spend that on on that every neighborhood has that cheap paper that mostly gets used for wrapping stuff, ours used to be called the penny saver ad costs more (laughs) than that in that, right, the little ad of the realtor doing this is like $1,800 a week so seriously, and you touched on a
3: point It's gotten to the point now where podcasting is so easy to do anywhere. You can shoot it on your phone. If Mike, here's my other tip for everyone: audio's king. I don't care how it looks. I know that video is really coming out to be more and more what people want, but if the audio isn't there, you got to start with the audio.
2: Yeah. Yep. Audio has got to be king,
3: but you're right. Now you can go anywhere and do this. So you can even do a shout out to your fans and say, I'm going to go to this restaurant. Maybe the restaurant covers like, you know, uh, it gives you 150 bucks and then people are there buying stuff. Like you said, coming and actually enjoying and watching it live. There's so many things now you can do that you couldn't have done 15 years ago. Like right now we don't even need a studio. Yeah. That's something, you know, we are working on. We're looking at putting our, um, putting our shows up into the cloud because we, we kind of mastered that during the pandemic. And so it's like, yeah. I'd rather do more content than pay for you know a really expensive studio. So we're looking at doing some things like that. But in today's day and age, you're absolutely right, doc. You can walk into a local place and shoot and do the whole thing on your, on your phone and then put it out later. So there are just, there's so many opportunities to get out there and actually make your podcast work. I agree with you. Don't stop with fear. You miss every shot you don't take. I mean, come Mm -hmm. on, we all know this one. So my attitude is just try it. Turn on the camera. And but be honest, if you're doing a show and you're like, oh, I want to try this, instead of being fearful about it, tell your audience about it. it That's what we do. Yeah. 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 You know, every time I'm gonna make some huge change, I'm like, Leo, you best be talking about this on all your shows because I don't want to hear it from the fans in two months that they didn't know this was coming. So we just treat our audience with respect. We let them know what's up. We put it out there, whatever we're going to test and try and we hope things work. And sometimes they don't. So we, we, we shift and that's, that's all you can do is go out there and be authentic and be human. And frankly, audiences embrace that more than hiding things and, or surprising them. Just put it all out there.
1: Yeah. And you'd be surprised. Like uh, Murray's in our, in our um, audience right now. And Murray has a podcast where he talks about guitars and stuff. I mean, brilliantly you just do it at the guitar store <laughs> like they'll be happy to have you and yeah. you know people will come by and see you and it's like hey this is cool like I can stand here and learn about this thing and it becomes like a gathering spot you can plan hey uh, you guys want to do a musician swap meet in the parking lot and I'm going to record the podcast from outside today and you know all the musicians we all have a bunch of extra gear that's been sitting around and I know our music store does musician swap meet every once in a while so you help them plan that event and you record your podcast there and if you're brave yep. enough <laughs> you let some of the weirdos come and talk on your show trust me this is <laughs> you know the reality this, is, this is up the everywhere. Crazy people <laughs>
3: So. Yeah. yeah. Podcasting's popping up everywhere, Doc. I yes. mean, it's in communities. There's local podcasts. Like, you know, I have so many friends that are like, hey, I've got a business and we want to do a podcast about the the food we're doing. I mean, like Kapu just opened up downtown. We have a Hawaiian club now. I'm loving it. And the owner is doing drinks on podcasts and on social media to to drum up business. So the reality is nice. is podcasting is everywhere that you want it to be. And there's ways to build your brand and you know get sponsorship. And you could do it within your own community and just encourage people to show up like you said at, you know, a music store doing your your podcast. Why not? So it's just to me, I think it's a really it's just become a really flexible medium that's going to continue to evolve. And you're going to see things like our network, which is tech, and you're going to see little mom and pop you know podcasts popping up because guess what it's helping them grow their own business so Correct. yeah you know there's all I, kinds I of the ideas the strongest you
1: drink you. at that place should be called the next episode and you do your podcast <laughs> over there because after you drink it then you <laughs> have fantastic. an episode <laughs>
3: So, yeah, that's honestly yeah. fantastic. That's a great idea. I'll have to give them that recommendation. They make really good Mai Tais there. That's still probably my favorite drink that they I, make. I love that um, they call they, it Kapu.
1: Kapu basically means like don't go there. So before you would see an area with two crisscross paddles and like this area is Kapu. Yes. And it's like don't go in there because, you know, spirits or something bad's going to happen. So I love the fact that they named uh, it. Now they're just embracing <laughs> it. Yeah.
2: yeah oh, I, I love
3: the fact they named it. I, I looked that up too and I was kind of surprised they named it that. But it's like, oh, even more enticing. Let's go, Let's go inside,
1: to- right? It's yeah, like exactly. a speakeasy. It's super cool. I love it. I love. It. Man, yeah. I think this has been very enlightening for people because yeah. I do believe that you know so many people just want to get in, and I, I know the hard part, and this is challenging. This came up at at uh, at Podfest last week. You know, if you're really doing this just because you want to make money, you'll probably hate it. But it's, if, you, yes, if, the wrong if, thing if you're doing you. it because you want to, you'll probably do good. And as you do good, what's going to happen is you will actually make money. So you need to know how to do it. And, mm-hmm. you know, don't be afraid to start early. Like I always tell everybody put on a donation type situation or start, yes. start, 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 yeah, start with the Patreon. Fa- f-
2: fan supported instead. Yeah. As you were saying, yeah. like, I, you yeah, know, before you go down the path for ads, you could certainly start seeing if it's worthwhile building out some kind of membership or, uh, you know, but or offer behind the scenes content or something that's a value add for people that want to join, like, a club. <laughs> yeah, like kind of and frankly, you can you can
3: Google this and see it where people will tell you there's YouTube, mm-hmm. there's Patreon. We have memberful because we're a network and we publish on more than one place. Patreon's yeah. really for individuals. But yeah. really, people should do the homework and take a look around. They can they can, you know, be fan supported all you want. I try not to say donations because we're we're not a nonprofit and I yeah. you get away from donations. I mean, mm-hmm, if you're a nonprofit, smart. you can say that. But yeah. I tend to say fan support, you know, contribute to us. We still have a tip jar. Like, hey, join the club. Some people are like, I don't want to join the club, but I want, and I don't want to buy anything. I'm like, well, we have a tip jar if you want to, you know, tip us over here. Yeah. So we have all kinds of ways to support us. And I just really think if people want to try something, they just need to try it. Just try it. Try something and, and tell your audience what you're trying so they know. But I agree, Doc and Katie, if you're going into podcasting to make money, it's going to be a grind for you. You're going to be unhappy. You need to be there because you have a voice and something you want to tell people. I mean, yeah. if people are really curious as to how we do things, I started my own podcast called Host Red Ads. I mean, mm-hmm. I apologize. The production ability is not quite as high as it should be because I've been doing it, but you can find it on our network at twit.tv. They're really short. I think yeah, my we longest one is like seven minutes. So definitely yeah, check
2: so it out just, here
3: it gives, it gives people an idea of like, you know, how we do things. So if you're, if you think you're curious, go listen to a few of them. I mean, shoot me an email, Lisa twit.tv. I try to help people because to me, I didn't get here because I, um, am amazing and just figured it out. I got here because of other people helping me get here. I have mentors. I'm not afraid to reach out to people. I'm not afraid to ask questions. So, you know, email me. I, if I can help you, I will. I mean, I even help my brands. Some brands reach out to me and they're like, I have five grand to spend. I go, well, it won't be on our network. Here's where I recommend you go. And they, they can't believe it. Like, why would you even be helping me to to go somewhere else? I'm like, well, if I can't do it and I have an idea, I'm gonna I want to help everyone. You know, that
2: they'll happens? come back when they can. Exactly. They'll remember that
1: that, was that exactly moment. Exactly what yeah. I was. We were thinking the same thing. Well, too. if not,
3: pay it forward, because then you know yeah. maybe they have an idea that can help someone. So to me, I just I just feel like this is a community, and um, you know, I didn't get here today because I was greedy and and you know knew what I was doing. I help people help me. So to me, I just I, I just feel Will always give it back. I will help anyone and everyone at any time if I can.
2: <laughs> She's not lying. She was uh, absolutely incredible in answering all of our questions about advertising. So it was it was hugely I, helpful.
3: Yeah, I just you know it's this world, this universe is small, and uh, as far as I'm concerned, I, I think too many people are looking out only for themselves these days. Mm. So if I can tell anyone anything, help people if you can. Pay it forward. If you if you have an idea, let someone else. You know, run with it. It's just you know, life's too short mm-hmm. not to to be hanging on to everything.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And guys, if you haven't done so already, I put the link in. Check out Club Twit. I uh, check out mm-hmm. their shows. You're talking yeah. about some of the best shows in the business. If you're even looking for what does a true video podcast look like, and trust me, I love when we go to shows and people talk about how video podcasting is new, and I'm like, not playing. <laughs> like, <That's> like, no, <laughs> no. <laughs> Like, I remember I specifically bought Apple TV version one back in 2008 or nine because I wanted to watch Twit And like Revision Three <laughs> and all of the you know video podcasts back in the day, and that's when I started making my own like way back then. So it's been a hot minute. Yeah. But you're talking security now. MacBreak Weekly is which has been my soul for many many years. iOS today, mm-hmm. Hands On Mac was Micah's my G love Micah to death. Um, <laughs> you know, just go and check these out. Even if you haven't, yeah. for the simple reason that you'll see. What like a pro show looks like and you'll pick up tips you'll pick up things even trust me, dude is one of the best hosts in the business all the way back from like uh what is that show called three two one contact or something? <laughs> I forgot what it was called um <laughs> but you see Leo present and how just where you get your chops that's where you learn how it's done. You know, both of us had come from radio, but I learned about switching from radio style to podcast style from just watching and emulating Leo and you know some of the other great hosts on the network. So go check it out. Tell them I sent you. They'll probably kick you out.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Oh no! Check us out, and we
3: also have our ads. You know, we have our ad-supported side too. So I mean, just go and go and download a couple of you know episodes. See if there's something there that you're interested in, and. You know, become a fan. I mean, I, I, I'm a huge tech fan. After joining this network, I was always a nerd, and now it's like, okay, <laughs> I had to switch. I had to become a little bit more of a geek now. Uh, um, what they do, so, really but well I love it.
1: Is it caters to us hardcore nerd people, but it's done so in a manner that anybody can understand. Yeah, and I think that's what yeah. has made it such a a, a large. Uh, a position in people's life you don't have to be as nerdy as i to say listen you can listen to it and i would highly suggest that some of you guys listen to the security now show um yes because it brings out
3: all the big problems happening in in tech and security mm -hmm. nobody analyzes that better than steve yeah it's one i mean i know that global 100 companies listen to this show because i hear from them Yeah, Yeah. I'm just like, whoa, you're reaching out to me, this little tiny thing? That's one of our most popular shows with... with some high-end people
1: i I just remember like when i first came and i was like i know you guys think this is cool but we cannot have the same password for all of our things in the ecamm space if (laughs) somebody figures it out we are done (laughs) and and you know it's easy to do but you just don't think about it because it hasn't happened yet but when it happens oh my god is it a mess and so now we're all cool we got everything in position and even for Mm -hmm. you guys just starting out start Fixing that right now. If you still do that, stop mm-hmm. it, uh, and just you know, this is the things that you can learn. So I really appreciate you guys being around for as long as you have. I think you've helped me uh-huh. stay in the business. Um, the business gets crazy from time to time, and when you need to go find your <laughs> don't pe- we know it, <laughs> when you need your people to help you calm down, I know that I can hang out with my twit folks and come back to reality real quick. And then mm-hmm. now I'm gonna be watching twit on my Apple Vision Pro. <laughs>
3: <laughs> that's awesome yeah you know it's changing a lot i'm i'm always paying attention and like i said we're going to pivot some more this year so all of our fans i hope you're going to like what we're going to do um i think i think they're going to love it so i wish i could talk about it now but i have to hit goals so once we hit those goals y'all we'll will be back <laughs> 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 then you can
1: dive in it'll yeah, be great you can show them like look guys we um, got a new grand grand opening <laughs> Grand closing. Yep. (laughs) This has been super amazing. How can everyone find you? I know you said it before, but I just want to make sure that they hear it again. How can people find the Lisa?
3: Well, if you need to, you know, want to reach out to me directly, I'm Lisa at twit.tv. I'm on LinkedIn X. Those are my two go-to platforms for, for business. And you can just come to twit.tv and look around. You know, there's lots of great content there. And maybe you can find something you'll enjoy. (laughs)
1: Absolutely. And you know what? Tell Leo, you know what I made for dinner yesterday? Leftover chicken in the rice pot.
3: Oh my God! We use that rice pot every week. Just so you know, it's I it, it, we thing. did. So- I did a bunch of sausages last weekend, so I was putting in chorizo and some hot oh, Italian sausage in there. So oh, it was so good! So Thank good. you, it's Doc, so for is that. Too. sponsored I love by rice eat, cookers so. and if, the chicken Recipe. Yes, rice cookers are.
1: <laughs> Man, I'm waiting for the Zojirushi sponsorship on Twitter. I'll feel very like I did it. <laughs> I bridged the gap between my two favorite things.
3: Well, if you know anybody do an intro, I think we can we can make them happy. Make I know work, we like yeah. to eat. <laughs>
1: All right, oh, gang. that's so funny. I want to remind you that this show is easy to find. We're at flow.ecamp.com. If you need anything, step onto the site. It's a good way to get to all of your podcast aggregators. It's a good way to contact us. We have links on the site that would allow you to leave a voicemail, leave feedback, and Katie built it. It is beautiful. And every time I look at it, I'm like <laughs> Please you know, use it. It's so great. It's so great, right? And I it was I just think it's cool that she just took the leap and did it and you know guys I'm always telling you just take the leap and I'm glad that Lisa said take the leap and figure it out on the way down well there uh, you go that's my new favorite quote 100%, I 100% yeah, totally that sold that is 100% how I live my <laughs> life you know what it is so check out flow.ecam.com now we gotta give mad love to our host which is Captivate oh my god Captivate makes podcast hosting so simple anybody can do it and my favorite thing about Captivate is they are giving you the tools to help you grow your podcast their growth platform so you're not just hosting you're learning how to make your podcast bigger big enough that you can call lisa and say hey i need to uh sign up this deal for one of these uncomfortable mattresses i'm sorry i'm joking i'm joking anyway check out captivate you can get it right there and uh wait who else are we gonna do? That's it. That's it. That's our people. No, for that's
2: today. it. That's it for that's it for this week. And, I have and, and so many pod page updates Twi. to do.
1: I'm excited. <laughs> What did you say, Katie? I'm sorry, I was being. Goofy. I was,
2: I would no, no. I was just saying. I based on last week's episode where we talked with uh, Brendan and Dave at, about PodPage. I'm like, I have my checklist now. Every every one of these episodes, I'm like, well, I've learned all of this, and so now I've got to implement. Now I've got to implement it, so I'll have to make my Lisa checklist for for next week.
1: You know, oh, it's awesome. gonna be fun, like. Katie, you can totally write this book now about your could, first, your first, you know, a couple of years in podcasting and all the things you learned. Yeah. Because basically, got dragged in kicking and screaming, and then you're just a consummate <laughs> pro now. I don't
2: know if I was kicking and screaming. I was like, oh, one more thing. Do we want to do one (laughs) more thing?
3: (laughs) It's maybe a little outside your comfort level, but you've done it now. It's it's great. Try everything. Life's too short.
1: Life
2: is too short. It is really, really fun, and I've learned a ton. So, yeah, absolutely.
1: You see, guys, you that's never great. know. You never know until you try. It. That's why I eat exactly. fermented soybeans. Because you first smell it, it smells like feet. <laughs> but it's really healthy and Maybe it doesn't it. taste bad. Um, <laughs> All right, gang. It,
3: that's a good thing. I don't know if I'd eat it.
1: <laughs> <laughs> no, it's, it's really good. You'll like it. I know you would um, like it. If you can eat Parmesan cheese, you can eat natto. All right, <laughs> that is it. You know, here it is. We like to wrap this baby up with our ever impressive statement, and it is Flow Riders
0: out, out, out. <laughs> Calling all campers, Leslie Samuel here, your camp director, back again to get you pumped up for something awesome. It's that time again. It's time for Creator Camp 2024. We took everything you loved from last year and stepped it up a notch. yet yeah, we're back and better, and man, oh man, we're excited to have you join us. Now, you may be asking, what's in store for this year's Creator Camp? Well, let me paint a picture for you. Imagine an epic kickoff party where new friendships spark and old ones rekindle. Imagine rubbing shoulders with not just the awesome workshop leaders but also the amazing ecam team. Imagine having interactive hands-on sessions where industry leaders share insights in fields that you're passionate about. Well, you just imagine Creator Camp 2024. Reconnect with the ecam fam and of course meals and beverages are all a part of your journey with us. Expect exciting activities and local excursions. What is it gonna be this time? Wine tasting, scavenger hunt, an evening of stargazing? <laughs> I'm not telling, at least not yet. This year's Creator Camp isn't just an event, it's an adventure. The ECAM fam is taking over Amesbury, Massachusetts again, and trust me, you wanna be right there in the middle of the magic. So pack up your essentials, your laptop, your camera, and of course, your energy, and gear up for an unforgettable escapade at Creator Camp 2024. We can't wait to see all your smiling faces back together again. We'll see you at Creator Camp. Let's do this.